Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, my radiant cosmic stars. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. We are excited to jump into a bunch of fiery and cosmic things ahead. My name is Kyle Thomas. I am a pop culture astrologer. We are going to talk about Hollywood today as well as interview our lovely and handsome celebrity guest, Jameson. Hey everyone, Sam Davidson here, a red carpet reporter, entertainment news journalist. I am a junkie on all things entertainment and just all the gossip that's going on. And there's a lot of really juicy stuff to talk about this week. We have our very special guest who I would like to introduce, Jameson Stern. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So um, Kyle actually met Jameson at the Daytime Emmys uh, this weekend, and Jameson currently stars as Paul in After Forever, which is an Emmy Award now winning digital series for Best Digital Drama Series, and it's on Amazon Video, and you can see him as the evil but not so smart Mr. Tweed in the feature film Annabelle Hooper and The Ghosts of Nantucket, which is on Netflix. Some of his other TV credits include My Bakery in Brooklyn, which is on demand, and Day Zero with Elijah Wood, Law and & Order, and The Entrepreneurs Broadway slash National Tours by Jeeves, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's just so much. It is extremely impressive, and we are really honored to have you here. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about how you and Kyle just uh, randomly connected this weekend. <laughs> well, uh, last night was the daytime Emmys. Uh, we had uh, the we were at the Creative Emmys too. We won four Emmys there, and then we they presented us with Best Series last night. And we were towards the end. We it was just we hadn't I hadn't eaten since about ten thirty in the morning, and so we won our award at about seven thirty. And the excitement of that and being on stage in front of those hundreds of people and waving to Sonny Hostin, who I'm just freakishly a fan of, uh, we, we finished all that, showed up at the party, and the part that Kyle doesn't know is I just got sick to my stomach. Like, I was exhausted, sweaty, and nauseous. So I walked outside, I sat down on this bench, and I literally sort of had my legs, my head between my knees, but I was trying to be cool and pretend like I was on my phone, and then all of a sudden I'm talking with your friend Elaine, and then you, and I'm like pretending like, I'm great, I'm good, we just won some Emmys. And inside I was like, just don't throw up. The guy's really cute, don't throw up. And uh, and then he invited me to be here. Yeah. So, well, I love it because, you know, the thing that's been really interesting about my career and, it, it, I guess, evolution in Hollywood, and it's, you know, I think it's really important to value your, value your network and your, your connections and really put, you know, your friendships and professional connections as a priority and really respect them. And, you know, especially when you're working really hard with people to make things happen. You know, I think that's just something that we should all, you know, hopefully invest a lot of our time and and affection and energy into, especially being in Los Angeles. And so a good friend of mine, you know, hits me up and is like, hey, you want to go to the daytime Emmys? And I'm just like, "Uh, yeah, of course. Why not? You know, and then I spot you sitting down. And I was like, oh, he's gay, and he's cute, and he seems, like, really, like, friendly. Because <laughs> I had a big sign on my back that said, gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the monochromatic tuxedo that did it. <laughs> well, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Elaine was talking about how she really, you know, needs to, you know, get some sexual interaction. And she, of course, she was, use, was using other words. And then she started saying about how she wanted to get naked. And then suddenly you just started laughing. Oh, and that's right. when I was like, oh, okay. He's like, not this like Hollywood douchebag. You know, like he's, <laughs> like, he's some sweet. So, well, and she's my neighbor in New York. Yeah, yeah. So then we just got to talking. And, you know, I had, you know, been sitting in the seats earlier. And, and really, you know, the, what you guys have been achieving, you know, especially with all of these, these Emmys, that's so exciting. And, and, and I thought that it was great to just kind of, you know, bring you in today and connect. So, yeah. Perfect. Sorry, long story, long story short, he's cute and he's here. I love it. Welcome to Hollywood, everybody. And I got that one number, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so did I. Oh, good. I'm very glad. Very. I did not. 
Um, <laughs> however, you I can d- have my number two. Oh, thank you. I did meet the Bachelor yesterday, though, so it was a good day for me. <gasps> oh my too. god! No, tell us about it, though. Tell us. So I've been a fan of the Bachelor since I was way too early to be a fan of the Bachelor, <laughs> um, and yeah, I got the opportunity to interview this last Bachelor at this like puppy fest, this Amazon, um, I don't know, puppy adoption thing. The Virgin Bachelor. Yes. Well, oh. I don't think he's a virgin anymore. God, I hope not. I hope not too. And he was hot. He was like. I, the only way I can explain him was like he was like a tree, but a really hot tree that like he you just wanted to climb. So it was an exciting day yesterday Guys for like that me is too. So fun! Oh my god! Oh yeah! So I'm still on a bit of a high from it, uh, but hopefully this week will be just as good. Let's get into our astrological forecast. Absolutely. So you know, as we've all been talking about, we are in Taurus season. So you know, manifesting your de- desires is really important. So you you do that through putting in the work and and really making those seeds tangible through actions you know working on your resume working on and on trying to bring value to your life and it also works on your relationships too so investing your time into relationships that are of a long-term value to you whether that be romantically or platonically or in family you know no matter what And, and so really looking at building that security for the long term and you know, that is going to be something that will continue for the next couple of weeks, especially as we have Mercury and Venus going into here. So on the 15th, which is, you know, towards the end of this coming week, we have two important things that I wanted to highlight. So Mars, the planet of passion and drive and, you know, uh, sexuality, it, it goes into Cancer. Do you guys know much about how Mars energy affects you? No, I no. don't. You guys have told me a little bit about it, but it just takes some time to sink in. Well, think about it. Like, you know, even just like uh, through myth, you know, tell me what you know of Mars, the god of war. Mars, the god of... Honestly, every time I think of Mars, I just think of aliens. Even though there's not aliens. <laughs> and that is how... Um, Stupid at astrology. I, I'm like, Mars, aliens. But there's no I don't know. There. I just read Song of Achilles, but Mars wasn't in it, so I don't know anything. Okay, well, you know, so so Mars, you know, we look at it as that it's the, the active and assertive force. You know, when we are looking at someone's chart, we can see what they're really, really kind of going to be passionate in and how they take charge and are bold in their lives. So with it going into Cancer, Cancer is going to blend with that Mars energy. So... What, what are we collectively going to be very strong within? Well, we're going to be focusing on, we're going to be definitely feeling a very emotional energy that's going to be uh, affecting us. And we're going to be more direct with our emotions because think about it, Mars is direct, it's assertive, it's assertive, it's active. It's going to be in this place of cancer, which is emotional and also the home and family. So that will be highlighted to everyone. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so yeah. this next week is very dedicated kind of to home and family and like being assertive with different things. Yes, so it actually starts on the 15th, but Mars takes a month and a half roughly to be in each sign. So it's going to last until July 1st. So collectively, all of that energy is going to be highlighted for everyone there. So we're going to be, you know, very, you know, uh, direct with our emotions however we may be prone to mood swings because you know it cancers are very very moody typically but you know it that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing they're just very in touch with the tides of their seas of their motion kind of things like that uh also you know think about cancer what is what is cancer symbolized by the little what is it the little uh crab it's a crab yes yes so a crab has a protective shell. So that means with Mars being in Cancer, we're actually going to be more defensive when we are going into any sort of conflict with anyone. So it's going to, you know, we're naturally going to be, you know, feeling, you know, if someone is, you know, maybe being a little confrontational to us, well, we're going to be very like sharp back and be like, well, what do you mean by that? And, and that's for any zodiac sign that you yes, are? Yes. And, okay. you know, it, because collectively we are actually, you know, being uh, affected by these important transits. However, you know, specifically with Mars being in Cancer for, you know, it's going to be, it will affect each sign in a different mm-hmm. way um, on top of this. Does that make sense? Because it's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, like we, we have patterns, but we also have layers, you know, collectively and consciously on, you know, on Earth but then also individually for the signs. And then when we look at a person's natal chart, that's like the more, most you know, deep, you know, precise way of looking You're at it. You're basically saying, you know, don't keep all your emotions in right now. 
use well, them to your advantage. Well, we haven't. We're still not there. It's going to be on the fifteenth, right? You know. So I think you know, really, you know, when you're feeling more aggressive with your emotions, when you're feeling more defensive with your emotions, looking at it and seeing how you can process it, and you know, communicating, you know, rather than being impulsively communicating in a way that's mm. going to be probably more sensitive and uh, not going to, you know, like for instance, if you're feeling hurt, obviously you want to communicate that to someone, but you know, don't go into a rage, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not being, you know, fully validated because you haven't communicated yet. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. So the other principle that I want to talk about is Venus is the opposite of Mars. So like, what do you imagine Venus to be? A beautiful, beautiful. goddess. Yeah. Like you. Like me. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Venus is, you know, the 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 receptive and the the passive principle when it comes to the opposite of Mars. So you know, Venus is magnetic. Venus brings things to you, and wherever it, it moves into the chart, it is actually going to allow this certain energy to be continuously uh, affecting your life. So it's going to on the fifteenth also move into Taurus. So, you know, our our sensual energy, our the way that we're seeking security and value are going to be feeling much more focused on Taurus energy, which is pleasure, you know, money, sex, romance. Collectively, that's how it's going to be feeling for everyone. So we're going to want to be feeling, you know, we're going to want that extra bottle of wine. We're going to want that, I mean, hey, uh, we're going to want, you know, to like splurge. <laughs> so on, it's just like a every day. <laughs> well, maybe for you. Yeah, well. Um, but it's going to allow us to feel, you know, more, you know, grounded in our relationships. But, but you know, seeking, again, you know, to bring the kinds of sensual pleasure that we want to our lives, whatever that fits us the most to be. I think I like Taurus season. Me too. That does sound good. Yes, yeah. it sounds like that. I mean, and of course, it's your season, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Your birthday. You're a Taurus. And when is your birthday? May 18th. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. very, very soon, and we cannot wait. Anything else we need to look out for? You know, I just, I really think, you know, everybody just, you know, really focus on, the, you know, especially now and, and, and into the next couple of weeks, really focus on your pleasure and your relationships. And if there's things that are not making you feel valued, you know, question if they're worth your investment of your time and your energy, of your sex, of your money, of your passion, uh, and if they aren't attract something that will be, that's mm. better. Okay. <laughs> I understand that. I do. Well, we have some amazing stories for you guys this week. Some of them aren't so happy, but um, that's okay because that's Hollywood. But the first story is one that I love. So Sophie Turner and jo um, <clears throat> Joe Jonas are officially married. They got eloped this week in Las Vegas on Wednesday after the Billboard Music Award, which I had the pleasure of being there for. And let me just oh, tell wow. you, the Jonas Brothers performance, I almost cried. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my whole life. I want to know. Yeah. So it, like you get like honestly one of the things that is so cool about being your friend and hopefully for you know everyone that is an, an audience member to listen is because you have such an incredible experience being in Hollywood and you're so close to all of that so I like I just want to know more about it. Yeah. They don't still perform together, right? So this was a big no, deal. No, they they got back together um, about a month or two ago and they've released two singles that are really really good. Um, and they made these killer music videos for them and they each have their women now the oldest one Kevin he's been married for quite some time and he has a few kids with her um, and Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas they were supposed to get married this summer in Paris but and I think they still will have a ceremony of sorts or a reception you know everyone wants a good party because she has one of her um, Game of Thrones co-stars that's planning on being her maid of honor, uh, Maisie Williams, right? Yeah, it's so funny because, so one of my good friends is very, very close to Maisie and Lena. And like, I love them. I'm like a huge fan of them. everything Game of Thrones and them. But it's like crazy because like, my friend will be like literally texting and talking to them. And I'm like, what is going on? It's amazing. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And honestly, Sophie Turner is the kind of girl you want to be friends with. It She just seems like so much fun. And this really seemed like in their wheelhouse. I don't know how 
impromptu this was if they were always planning on getting married after the Billboard Music Awards or if she just fell in love with him all over again while um, watching them perform their new single Sucker for You as there was like pyrotechnics everywhere I would want to marry him like after that too and it was so cute as well like Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas they each did one of the songs that they did on their solo careers after they broke up and then they started singing each other's songs that they did on their solo careers it was so cool and he's like walking down um like he had one of those stages that was in the middle of the audience so he's really interacting with them walks down the stage to get onto the main stage and um priyanka chopra is there and sophie turner and um danielle jonas and priyanka and nick literally just like do a little kiss as he's singing and playing the guitar um and it was so cute and they had him on the screens and it just was really magical but no one had any idea that after that they were planning to go get married at the very very famous white wedding chapel um and it was just elvis initiated the wedding um (laughs) you know a fake elvis and they exchanged you don't know that it was fake you're right you're right we don't know he still could be alive and he very well made i mean if he's gonna come out for anything I agree. I agree. And so they had a bunch of the, I mean, it was weird, but it was like really epic because Dan and Shay, the country duo who has won a ton of awards, I'm obsessed with them. And he sang, they sang their song Speechless, which is a big wedding song. A lot of people get married to this song now or have it as their first dance or something. So he sang that as she walked down the aisle and it was really beautiful. They exchanged ring pops instead of wedding rings. And Diplo was there, like, Instagramming the whole thing. It was just super freaking random. And the relationship, <laughs> people, it is kind of, I mean, a Jonas brother and a Game of Thrones girl. Like, in, how does that how does that work? But they seem so perfect for each other also. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, it's interesting because, you know, the one thing that I think is really cool about astrology is, like, when you, when you talk about it and you explain your relationship with someone or you see, you know, these kinds of relationships, you're already intuitively looking at a lot of the things that are actually written in the stars. So, and one thing, you know, I don't I don't know if we've branded you yet as this, but for everyone in the world that, you know, is out there, Sam Davidson is a celebrity celebrity intuitive and a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Well, can you tell us what that is though? Like, well, I guess I created it um <laughs> probably because I've read tabloids and magazines like my whole life and this is my job now but I just have this feeling always if you know someone's gonna break up if something's not gonna work out like I will and it's easy to kind of tell by the patterns that people in Hollywood have but I also just kind of always have a feeling like if that relationship is real if it's not real and there's been so many times where I'm like they are going to break up sooner like she's going down a very bad path I have the feeling she's going into rehab or whatever and then it happens um and again that's probably just because i'm an expert on the subject but yeah what's the most recent one that you knew there's so many you've done i mean it's funny because it's like we even talk about like the wendy williams one you were talking about weeks before and i was like okay all right like let's look at it the stars because that was one of the things that she picked and i mean it blew my mind i mean like you literally were so spot on and and then we looked at the stars and it was validated yeah, that when it was really before it was official that he had gotten that other woman pregnant. Um, and I said, you know, some people say she, he's going to have a baby with this other woman. And like literally a couple weeks later, there's the baby. And the whole shit storm happened. I didn't even happened. know that. And I watch her every day. Yeah, she really was um, going through it. And we went so in depth with it. And it was amazing. Super interesting. But yeah, a lot of things like that. It's fun. Super cool. So, and we're going to, you know tap into Sam's powers and you know in the future and, and, and watch the development and evolution of that uh, but yeah let's jump back to Sophie and Joe so Sophie is a Pisces Sun and an Aries rising Joe is a Leo Sun and a Libra rising so the thing about you know looking at their charts is that they're super 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 compatible because they are aligned in the house of partnership. So for people that don't understand what that means is the house of partnership is the opposite sign across from you. So for Aries, it's Libra, which is exactly what they have. Uh, Sophie, as an Aries rising, is very divinely compatible with Joe, who is a Libra rising. So it's a balance. It's like the yin and the yang. And so that is really, really, it's like magnetic. It pulls them together because they complete each other. You know, for Taurus, that's Scorpio. For Gemini, that's Sagittarius. For Cancer, 
that's Capricorn. For Leo, that's Aquarius. For Virgo, that's Pisces. And that's everybody. So, you know, that, you know, that always, that energy is always going to be very important to you, whether that's a business partnership or a best friendship or, you know, um, even the closest sibling, you know, or a love partner or, or even like, you know, a one-on-one relationship of like you and a manager or like you and an agent, like all of that. It, it's because you complete each other. You know, we, we always do look at compatibility in that as, as that is one, one important thing. So another thing is, so with Joe being a Leo son, he is very, very drawn romantically to Sophie's rising because they are both fire. And so there's this, you know, very, very uh, fun and exciting energy between them, you know, when they are, you know, being spontaneous. Also, one transit that I want to look at very important to them right now is that Jupiter is the planet of miracles and good fortune and luck. And, you know, right now it's in Sagittarius. So it is specifically blessing Joe with love, romance, and all of that kind of fertility. So he truly is falling in love with her uh, very, very deeply. Also, one thing that I want everyone to watch out for is that he is ex- extremely potently fertile <laughs> until December. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Is this like, his first marriage? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, for him, that like... He like he is not shooting blanks. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. So there's that, and then also the interesting. I knew thing, I felt something. Okay. <laughs> for the other interesting thing is looking at Jupiter. Is so for Sophie, it is at the height of her chart. So she is at, at you know one of her highest pinnacle of pieces of, or points of achievement achievement in her life, and at this specific time when it is in this area, it also can symbolize when someone is stepping into the into the light into the light as marrying someone in a very big you know elaborate elaborate display or they're marrying someone of important influence and she's marrying someone that's more famous than she is and so that's specifically how it works and then you know also just looking at her you know fame and achievement we have game of thrones coming out dark phoenix is coming out you know her, this is a height of achievement i she's never been been this big yeah, you she- know and it's going to continue so there's that uh, also looking at, you know, the May 1st is when that was the Billboard Awards, right? Uh, yes, it was on May 1st. That's okay. correct. So the sun was in Taurus. So for Joe, that was energizing his fame sphere, which makes complete sense. He was on stage. And Venus and Mercury and the moon were in Aries. So specifically, it it highlighted Sophie, her energy. She was actually more dominant than him in that because she was like, I want to do that. You know, I'm feeling, you know, fun and spicy and sexual and... And very, you know, important to him. And it was across the sky from him, meaning that he was focusing on, yes, let's get married now. Let's do it right now. Literally on May 1st. That's so cute. I'm just, I'm obsessed with them. I think she seems like such a spitfire and mm-hmm. they seem very happy. And it's a very interesting kind of um, dynamic to how Nick and Priyanka got married and had a million, like million dollar weddings all over the world. They still will um, get married, I, I believe, or have the ceremony this summer in July in Paris. Um, but it is, she's officially changed her name to Jonas. So really? She's, yeah, so she's not technically Sophie Turner anymore. I mean, I don't know as an actor if she's really, like, how's that gonna, because that's a, that's a really big thing to do as someone who is a name in Hollywood to actually change your last name, not hyphenate it or, or something. I don't know, but she, didn't she does. She not Turner at all? That's no, that's what the marriage wow. certificate said. So she, but she doesn't really ever seem to care what she's supposed to do. How old is she? Twenty. She's like twenty-two, I guess. Gross. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so Gross. her first marriage was an elopement. Cool. Yeah, and you know, I'm very, very happy for them. Um, I just like watching them and mm. seeing what's going on with them. So that's cool. They're compatible. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys tell me, tell me about air signs or fire signs you know, that you know that may have this kind of thing. You know, have you seen that before or felt that before? Well, I'm an air sign, aren't I? Yeah, you're, you're a rising Libra and a sunny Libra. Yes. So, Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel with myself one of my biggest issues is don't wrong me on the wrong day because I will 
my father had a really, really bad temper. And sometimes, you know, I'm I'm being totally honest, like I have that too. And I get very, you know, intense about things. Um, I'm extremely sensitive. You know, I, I take things personally. Sometimes I take things the wrong way. I'm making myself sound like a real bundle of joy right yeah, you now. You literally just bit. described me. So <laughs> you're good. Well, the thing you're that's interesting good. about this is so you're an Aries. She's mm-hmm. a Libra. You guys are opposites. Oh, yeah. Aries, I'm always really, um, like, driven to Aries, whether it's with a friend romantically. I've had a lot of best friends that were Aries. I've dated a lot of Aries guys. So that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Interesting. Well, and it's like, because you have, you know, very similar attributes, but sometimes you approach them from the opposite side of the spectrum. So, like, okay, so what she was saying, tell us about you. How does this manifest? No, yeah, temper. I mean, I have to I have to wait. My friends force me to wait before replying to texts uh. or just, you know, or just <laughs> let, you know duck off a water's back you know but I can't like if I see a pimple I have to pop it you know yeah um, not patient no Um, definitely have very little patience for things and I mean Kyle you know my issue sometimes with text messages this is why I'm always like shh put it down put it down yeah I know and then I'll just like have a look on my face and my friends or family around me they're like what'd you do and then I say too much you know like I just say too much you know it's something that requires just a yes or no or I'm sorry it's going to be like three pages of te- you know and now I've learned I write it all down in my text and then I uh, just put it away <laughs> yes you know well another okay so the next thing that I want to ask you guys about because you're being very spot on with you know the energies that's at the core of these signs so tell tell me about your relationships when it comes to uh, the intensity and, and what you expect because I, I bet you both have very similar sides of how it was because you literally have the same side of the same or the, the opposite side of the same coin. So yeah. who wants to go first? You guys tell me. Um, I'll go first. So with relationships with other people, I like to give a lot and be very generous um, and literally take the shirt off my back for somebody that I care about. And I, you know, with Libras, we're supposed to really like partnership. However, I don't have a lot of like romantic relationships. And I think that's probably a deep rooted thing from the way I was raised and all of that. But I, you know, even with friendships, I give a lot and I expect a lot in return. And then when I don't get that in return, I get very angry. So that is, that's how I am with, you know, in relations to other people. Yeah, as far as friendships go, I do the same thing. I give everything. And, you know, you sometimes you don't get it in return. And I'm, you know, I'm a little older. I've learned to, you know, people can give what they can give when they can give. And unless someone wrongs me, you know, it's one thing to to uh, not be appreciative, which, you know, bothers me. But, you know, you've got to let that go. It's it's what I learned, you know, uh, you when you're at a certain age, like in your 30s, when all your friends start having babies, all your girlfriends start having babies, and they really can't be there for you. Yeah. You know, and you, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, that's bigger than you. And if you are patient, they come back to you. But a lot of people, a lot of women I know lose their friends when they start having kids. And I didn't. So I was very fortunate that way. But in, you know, in love relationships, um, you know, it usually burns really bright at the beginning and then very quickly burns off. I am um, the queen of like the three week love affair. Well, I also can fall in love in two minutes. You know, yeah. I, you know, I've, you know, every day I'm like, oh, I just fell in love with that guy. I didn't even, I don't even know his name. Oh my God, is it me today? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But, but, you know, you guys are literally saying the exact same thing. And so look at it. You got, you are, you're Aries, you're Libra. The reason you're so connected is because you have, you're the mirror image of each other. See, but I never ask people what their sign is ever. Like it's not, it's not a Mm -hmm. prescient thing in my, in my brain, but now I figure I'm going to have to do it all the time and then text you immediately. Yes. If, if you go out with Kyle, um, that's like the first thing he asks and I'm like, Kyle. He asked me too. I was like, I don't know. My sign is Emmy right now. Like (laughs) that's sexy. Hashtag Emmy winner. But, uh, last week we had some crazy energy going on. My wallet was stolen, my phone was stolen. I had a lot of friends that were actually, I, literally I heard several people had, things were stolen, things were broken into, and some of the energy that was happening, and you know, people just getting into fights, Mercury plan of communication was crashing with Pluto and Saturn, which was creating um, chaos and, and kind of confusion. 
uh, within our minds, you know, making us very just like, you know, chaotic and then causing clashes potentially with authority or um, people that are cruel or abusive. Um, or deceptive. So power plays were also happening. I mean, I felt Super. so bad for you last week. That was brutal. And I'm really glad I actually didn't know that that was going to happen when I went to Vegas for the Billboard Music Awards because I was so nervous something was going to get messed up. And I was meditating a lot and trying to, you know, make everything go smoothly. And it didn't go too, like, unsmoothly. Um, but it seems like for <laughs> everyone else it really did. So sorry about that. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it, there's a few ways of looking at astrology. You can look at it in like a predictive sense of like, oh, these certain things are going to happen. Well, it's also a manifestation of the self. So like, you know, if you know that you're going to have a really rough transit with Saturn or with authority or with, you know, deception, you can, if you're not, you know, really doing due, del- due, del- due diligence to focus and evolve on your, on your, your own personal growth, you're going to manifest that kind of thing in the physical world. It's going to happen. So you will get attacked or you will have this negative thing. But if you are, you know, really processing and, you know, evolving and being conscious of your patterns, you're not going to face it as difficultly or at all, you know? And so that's, there's a lot of schools of thought when it comes to astrology. And so that's why I kind of want to represent that, like that, that different thing. Explain to me about manifesting. I mean, I know what manifesting is because unfortunately I do it constantly, but how are you accidentally manifest, or how do you? How can you? You know what I'm saying? So okay, so for instance, one of the the biggest uh, difficult challenges when it comes to astrology is the opposition. So when two planets or things are across the sky from each other, um, usually with certain planets. So like, uh, let's let's use Saturn as an example. So Saturn is it creates uh, responsibility. It's sometimes hardship, and and it makes things uh, difficult and colder. And so when it's exactly across the sky from you, it means that you're going to be challenged in partnerships. And so whether that's romantically or, you know, uh, in business or any of that kind of thing. So let's say, you know, you have been really putting in a lot of effort to make your relationships be very equal and very strong. Well, when this happens, it's going to make you actually find a deeper connection to each other so that you can make a stronger uh, commitment together that will last even longer. But if you haven't, it's going to destroy that relationship and take it away so you can find someone that's better. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so you may even be manifesting in a way of, oh my God, my partner's being more, you know, colder to me or, you know difficult to me and it maybe it's because you just haven't evolved enough to to pick the right person yeah and that's a form of manifestation you know we choose the relationships and patterns that we go into you know whether that be you know unconsciously sometimes but making them conscious is a big part of you know therapy and psychology and spirituality and astrology because you know it's as above so below we want to reflect you know, ourselves into the into the cosmos, into our relationships, and into the reality that we're creating. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, and also what you're saying is that you know, because like you were talking about losing your wallet, and you know that mm-hmm. that that things like that were happening to people last week. You know, to me, I hear that, and I go, "Well, that takes some of the pressure and anxiety off of it. It's not really my fault." But what you're saying is things aren't just happening because that's what's going on in the cosmos that week. It's it's your your actions and your energies are manifesting it's those both. kinds of things. It's, it's both. both. It's all of that. Yes. So you know, that's why you know, looking at you know, predictive astrology, we can be like, "Oh, Jupiter's in your love zone, so you're more likely to fall in love." But if you're like sitting in you know your couch, being like, "Where's oh, love? I want it to come to me." That's not going to come to you. You have to go out there. And that is it. what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next, we are going to be talking about something very exciting that happened this past Monday. Um, today, we, we are pre-taping. Um, <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had their baby, their first baby. It was born on the morning of May 6th. And we don't know the baby's name, but this is very exciting for anybody that is obsessed with British throne and all boy that good stuff. It's a, it's a boy. Oh, he's going to be so hot. I know. And it's, you know, the first biracial baby. You know, they think that maybe like a really long time ago there was some kind of biracial child had um, within the kingdom. What am I, what am I saying? The kingdom. What do we, what do we call it? Um, 
What are the they called? Yeah, the monarchy. Oh, the monarchy, I suppose monarchy. it is. So, but like this is the first official, you know, biracial child. People are trying to guess what the name of the baby is going to be. And Meghan Markle is also another woman who does not do things by the books. So every guess that people are having, it's probably going to be something different. And I mean, again, this was a super random pairing uh, for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. They met in 2016. They got engaged. They were very, very in love. She quit her career, her show um, Suits. And yeah, now they are living happily and it's very exciting. We're welcoming someone new to the royal family. So I know Kyle was going to tell us a little bit about like what this day represents and, you know, what are in the stars for this little boy. Well, just, you know, even before we jump on that, let's talk about the parents. Yeah. So, you know, Megan, she is, where is it? She is a Leo son with a cancer ascendant. So the ascendant is how she, you know, leads her life and, and, it's the mask. It's the the first uh, way that we uh, connect with the world, and then we have Prince Harry, who is a Virgo son, and he is a rising Capricorn. So, one thing that I was teaching or trying to teach you guys before was talking about the the house of partnership and the way that the signs are. What is the opposite of Cancer? Uh, whatever's six signs away. I don't know. Capricorn. Capricorn. She's a Cancer rising. He's a Capricorn rising. So they are very compatible. Exactly. That's great. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So now, now, whenever we're looking at in the future, I feel like that, you know, hopefully. And because the reason I'm really putting a, a big emphasis on this today is one of, there's this adorable, adorable guy that I've done readings for, and he's just super sweet, and he listens to our shows, and Aww. yeah, and I just like, he's just, he's such a, such a, a gem. Uh, he asked, he was like, can you explain some of the houses? Because like, he doesn't, he's like, I want to learn, you know? And he's like, I love all of the pop culture stuff and I think it's hilarious and I, and I really, it's it's a good teaching mechanism, but like, can you can you tell me about like that? So, yeah. so that was just one thing I wanted to hit today. So looking at them, they are super compatible because of that. So they are going to complete each other uh, in that way. So with the baby, I, we, I did find his exact time of birth mm-hmm. and we are looking at his natal chart. So... I'm just calling him Royal. Okay. <laughs> Baby Royal, Royal. Is, he is a Taurus ascendant and a Taurus son. So what this is going to mean is that he is very purely Taurus energy, very, very distinctly. So, you know, he is going to be, you know, very uh, focused on uh, manifesting things in his life. He's going to be extremely loyal He's going to be very grounded uh, because both, you know, with with the ascendant being the second, you know, I guess the 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 other half of the persona with the sun, like he's just purely that, you know, he's going to be very hardworking. He's going to be very focused on, you know, uh, really building things, re- relationships, and uh, a legacy for a long term, uh, and really taking it for a long a long time. I've also I don't know this for an exact fact. But I believe the the British crown has so much Taurus energy. I believe uh, I believe it's the Queen is a Taurus. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I I just remember reading that a long time ago. So I'm, I'm sorry if someone is going to fact check me on that. But you know, it, with him being a Taurus, there I just thought that was really really interesting. Also, he is the most important thing that I wanted to highlight looking at his chart is that his son is in the exact same place as his rising sign in the sky. So this means that he is going to be very, very powerful and very, like, very, like, self-assured, very creative, you know, very confident. Um, But, like, and he's going to be a very powerful leader when he grows up. Uh, So that will be really, really crucial. However, he's also going to have a lot of struggle with arrogance and egotism. And, you know, he's going to have it, like, find it difficult at times to be compassionate uh, because he thinks that he is going to rule the world. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, literally, that energy, that's what it means. So, you know, there, and I mean... But he's he's nowhere near the throne. I mean, like, he'll never be... But he's still... (laughs) No, absolutely. Well, he might rule the world as, as, you know... Around him, at least. Well, and and also as something completely outside of the monarchy. Definitely. True, true. Uh, Another area of his his, uh, chart is that... His son is dancing really well with his points of achievement, so he's going to be very like have a very big impact globally. I mean, granted, that, and that's the thing that's weird about astrology is you can look at these certain things and be like, 
wow, you know, like, we already know that because he's in the royal family, but, like, there's that. Uh, so the sun, it has a really wonderful connection with Neptune. So the sun, focus, um, life force, Neptune, which is imagination and creativity. He is going to be very, very creative. He's probably going to have a very imaginative kind of uh, either career or spiritual. He also maybe uh, he's going to he is going to eventually develop an intense compassionate energy and be very charitable to the world. However, before he gets there, he's going to be super indulgent, very likely to be going into sort of like deceptive or you know like drugs or things like that. There there will be a period of that for him. So you know. It, that, that energy is going to be something that's that's going that he's going to have to evolve through in order for him to have uh, his understanding of the higher good and, and collectively. So very yeah. interesting. Well, that's fascinating. It is. You know, hopefully over the years as we follow this little boy grow into a man, we can see if we are right, which I'm sure Kyle will be because Kyle's always right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that's that's the second name of this show. Kyle's always right. <laughs> So next we're going Try to... Try dating me. That's hard. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, our celeb WTF. This week, I wanted to pull out one of my favorite love triangles in Hollywood history, which is Jen, Brad, Angelina. You know, this was something since I was a little girl reading the tabloids. It was always on the cover of every magazine, and it honestly still is. There are still people out there that are like, Jen and Brad are going to get back together. Not going to happen. I really don't think so, but that is a question, you know, I will have for you guys. But just like a little rundown. So Jen and Brad made their debut as a couple in 1999. They got married in 2000. Then in 2004, that's when Brad and Angelina met on Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And 2005... He split from Jen, and um, then he was with Angelina for a very long time until they officially got married in 2014. Then Justin Thoreau came in the picture for Jen, 2015. Then 2016, Angelina filed for a divorce from uh, Jen, from Brad. And basically, Brad and Jen were known to have been in a little bit of contact um, in 2017. And then in February of this year, um, Jen celebrated her 50th birthday and Brad came and apparently gave her a very extravagant gift. And now they're friends. So what was like, who was he most compatible with? And what a good question, you know, or was it was it even was he meant to be with either of them? And is Brad compatible with Justin? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, looking at, you know, looking, yeah. All right, so let's take one at a time. So Jen is an Aquarius sun and a Libra rising. So that energy is very, very focused on air. Both are air signs. Then we have uh, Brad, who is a Sagittarius sun and a Sagittarius rising. So he's very, very fire. Air and fire wildfire you know they ignite you know they can't fire can't exist without air you know so they they actually help each other grow uh the one thing that is really interesting that i thought though is for uh jen the way that uh sagittarius is related to aquarius is actually through friendship okay so there's a natural flow that would actually work very well there so you know that's not dif- it's 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 a, it's a natural flow it's not going to be a hard uh angle or difficulty for that however angelina is a gemini sun so again we're going to go back to what we were talking about before with partnership the opposite of gemini is sagittarius so there's a completion a yin and the yang kind of magnetism that comes to them so that's why you know brad and angelina i feel like their energy was much more uh partnership you know focused whereas jen and brad was more fun and they had more, you know, spontaneity to it. The one thing I thought, also thought that was really interesting is so Angelina's rising sign is Cancer, so that's she's very maternal, uh, she's very family focused, and the reason there's a, like an incongruence between them is because he, his rising sign is Sagittarius, and he's more spontaneous, adventurous, and, and more free spirited, mm-hmm. and that and that doesn't work for her because she can be very controlling about that. Cancer energy is very, very strong. And he's like, don't, don't, don't tie me down like that, you know. Even though he can, you can, be, you know, be passionate about. It. Like for instance, one of my good friends, he is a Sagittarius. He has wonderful family whom he loves, but he still wants to fly and be free, you know. And so, you know, even if he comes back to the nest, he needs that ability to travel and to go do those things. Otherwise, he gets bored. Yeah. And and kind of chaotic. So, 
you know, there is that. So essentially, Jen is a nice friend for Brad. No, I mean, it, it, it means that they can, can have a really good friendship now. Okay, good. You know, and I mean, it, they can also be lovers. You know, they did have a passionate connection. Like I said here, it was... They, they're, they're both filled with fire and air, so there was passion, there was energy, there was, you know, creativity, there was fun. Yeah. And the, But the thing about it is that it was always really intense, you know, however, with Jen being an Aquarius sun, one of the problems that I can see here is that she probably got really hot and cold. And, you know, at first it was a game for Brad, and he was like, ooh, you know, this is a challenge, this is fun. And after a while, when you just keep getting challenged like that, he's just like, fuck this, like, I'm out, you know, and... And so that game, you know, allowed him to be distracted by Angelina's powerhouse energy. So, you know, there were a lot of dates here. The dates that I, the date that I thought was the most interesting, I think, kind of like of the the change in pattern for them was when they were on the show, to, the, the the film together, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So that was the middle of May uh, two thousand four. That's when you had that. Mm-hmm. So I put the middle of May into my research, and Venus was in Gemini. So for Brad, that was uh, in his, uh, his, he was very divinely, romantically attracted to his partnership energy. And with it being in Gemini for Angelina, it was making her more beautiful. And then <laughs> Mars was in Cancer, which is her rising sign, which means that she was very fiery, aggressive, sexual, and direct. So she, she did break that shit up. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Do you think that couples can break these rules? I mean, not that they're rules, but do you think that if 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 a couple is completely incompatible in in research that you do, do you think they can survive? Every single relationship takes work, and so you know you could be in the absolute most blessed and perfectly divine relationship, but then you're not actually challenging each other to grow. So it may actually just not really move you forward, you know. So. Like literally, like let's say you you have you, you have your perfect match, you know, and and it's it, it, I don't know if that, I don't know I've never seen that I don't really think that there is a perfect match I really think that like every single relationship takes work and time and effort and emotion in you know really allowing you to get what you need whether that be emotionally psychologically mm-hmm. sexually spiritually financially you know um, I have one person that. I thought was like my like divine soulmate match and you know like we're not together he wasn't he was not he was not are you gagging yet because you always hate when i do that yes it's okay it's all right but that is a great segue into talking now about you jameson (laughs) so we want to know you know career love like anything that really comes up what what is your sign i'm an aries of course we're he's an aries all right all right kyle do your thing all right so you're an aries with a virgo rising so, okay, so for you, there's a new moon in the days that follow July 31st. So, so Sam, I actually want to see if you kind of remember some of this. So what do you know about the new moon and full moon energy that we've talked about? Quizzing me on the spot, thank you. Quiz. Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm happy to like... Yeah, no, okay, so it. new moon is like when we kind of are starting something, like a new beginning, that's exactly. the time to manifest and put all that energy out into the universe and i don't know much about full moons what i do know is that people can act a little crazy around them yeah so you know going off what she was saying so in new moon is when you have to take tangible actions to make something happen so in your love sector july 31st for the 10 days that follow you need to if you're dating someone already you need to be like planning fun dates you need to be like really you know enjoying sensuality do things you know having hot sex like really just push putting that out there if you're single or looking you know you would uh try to find uh, dates through friends or you want to however is is the most organic way for you to bring in a lover and i'm pretty sure it's not going to be on you know just an app so you know scheduling dates so whether or not you actually find your like true next love then is it is communicating to the universe that you want this energy to come into your life. So another example that I use is like, imagine that you're standing outside of a pond and you, the pond is love. And you're like, I want love. But you're standing there and you're looking at it. It's, you're not doing anything. The, the, the water's never not gonna move. So you jump in, you dive in, and then the universe ripples and, and knows that you want that. So then at a corresponding full moon, which is actually gonna be in 2020, in the beginning of the year, <clears throat> that's when you're gonna have a full moon, a spotlight in this love area. So it's really crucial 
in you know the beginning of August for you to be putting that energy out there. See, I hear all that, and all I think is, well, okay, the end of August, beginning of July, I'm going to be in tech for a one-man play in Connecticut. Where am I going to find the time? To do that, which is what sort of what you were talking about earlier, being a workaholic. Well, know? the funny thing is, the same rule area of love also rules, rules art. So that's what that's how it's focusing for you. Oh, love and art in this are in the same place mm-hmm. in the sky for uh, each sign. So you know you're going to be feeling more creative and more fertile and more sexual because sex and creativity they're sa- they're the same mm-hmm. energy. And love, you know, that kind of love is is passionate and, and igniting at that time so you're going to be feeling more on fire with all of the things that are going on you know so if you can allow yourself to open your heart too they'll both ignite well good because i'd like some good reviews <laughs> <laughs> so there's that um the next thing i want to talk about is with you being an aries son uh your career is going to be exploding for the next like year and a half so uh, your first big moment was around uh, an eclipse in uh, January 5th. The next one is going to be around July 16th. So you're going to have a big uh, momentous career moment then. Uh, the next one will be in the 10 days that follow Christmas of this year. And then Jupiter, the planet of good luck and good fortune, goes into this uh, pinnacle achievement point in the sky for you uh, next next year. And so all of next year, you're going to be just like rising and growing. And also with it, you being a Virgo rising, it's going to be directly created, uh, connected to things that you are creating and performing okay. and doing um, just because of that. So yeah, so next year is going to be really big for you in your career and creativity. Well, thanks. I love that. And That's is that what I need. Because you've said some more things to me. Um, as a Libra, is that kind of, are we on similar timelines because he's an Aries, I'm a Libra? Exactly, yes. Okay, so I'm getting it. We're finally yeah. getting it. No, but it. this is amazing. Like The fact that you were picking that up, that's, you're starting to see the circle, the pattern. And, and that's the thing about, you know, whether we're looking at it as like predictive or if we're looking at it as like intuitive, it's, it's you know, allowing us to see these rhythms so we can actually control our lives better. So I I have a question because, uh, and it's sort of tangential, but uh, in terms of love, I I seem to be uh, attracting, you know, through my own fault, I think, very unavailable people to my life, you know, uh, like as unavailable as it gets. So what, is that something that I'm putting, you know, how do I fix that? Or don't I? So... Astrologically, you know, looking at this right here, so you're a Virgo rising. Mm-hmm. Saturn is in your house of love, so you're you're actually being uh, forced since 2000, 2017 until like 2020. You are uh, having to put in the hard work to find people that are actually going to be really good for you. So your 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 love options are feeling very cold. So that you know you are going to have to find someone that is act probably actually more mature than you, or and you know that's easy. <laughs> you know, it, it could be someone that's even older than you. Um, that's not so easy. Well, because literally, you know, with Saturn ruling, you know, age and, and time and, and maturity, you know, that's why, you know, with it being across in this specific area, it's making you having to, like, dig in your heels to do it, to your hooves or whatever you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, to make that happen. And, you know, if you don't, well, then you're just going to be alone. You know, in that energy, you know, like that's I mean, sad. Well, I know but, that was so harsh. Yeah. Right? No, but the thing is, like, if you guys could have seen his face for that. <laughs> no, but it's like I'm not saying it's like everybody should. You know, I'm not saying everybody should get everything they want in their life. You know, some people want love, some people don't. But if that's important for you, with Saturn being there, it means that you have to invest steady time and energy to do that. Well, to and make you know, it a priority yeah. for you. It seems like what you're saying, what you've been saying about everything that you're talking about is that nothing comes to anyone who sits back and waits for it. Exactly. Which, you know, I always say, like, if I were ever on the actor's studio and he asks, you know, what your least favorite word is, I think it's the word waiting. Mm. And, you know, we do it. I've waited. I was waiting tables for a million years. Or, you know, I I think uh, one of the reasons, you know, why I, I, I think, you know, as a born and raised New Yorker, sometimes I get a little complacent and I, because I'm so at home and in my comfort zone, I do sometimes just wait for something to happen. I'll wait for my agents to call or, you know, if that audition comes, it comes or if that, you know. And so what you're saying is, you know, that's sort of like the kiss of death, really. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to create our lives. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. 
Well, I am going to have to move on to our special segment, which I did this week and I love. It is, of course, Bang, Mary Kill, and we are going to be talking about three Tauruses. And I will say, this is a hard one I've come up with this week, okay? I don't think there's an easy choice. First one is Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Enrique Iglesias. Or Jamie uh, Jamie Dorman, who was uh, uh, Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey movies. So, who would like to go first? Bang, Mary, kill. I think our guest should. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jamie Dornan. Sorry, I can't read. You know what? This isn't that as hard as it sounds, actually, because um, uh, I think I would. Uh, this is easy. I would I would marry The Rock because, first of all, he's the fucking Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's beautiful and he's an incredible businessman and he's actually pretty talented and smart and mm-hmm. has created an empire based on himself so yes. the security there and he also just seems sweet as could be i think i've heard very good things yes. yeah and then obviously you would bang jamie dornan because mm-hmm. i mean you why wouldn't you yeah and then uh who, who enrique was oh, enrique i would just kill poor enrique oh no yeah, I know. I know. I never. He should have never got the mole removed. He's sort of unrecognizable now. I know, moly, moly, moly. So <laughs> my that, that? Moly, I think moly. that is literally I quoted like Austin Powers two or three or something moly, there. Moly, moly, yeah, man. that's um. I think it was horny, horny, horny. Well, there's a that too. There was several of those. Um, okay, well, mine is like basically identical. Um, I want to marry The Rock. He is supposed to be such a kind man. I have heard all these cool things that he's done for people. That's just really nice. And speaking of a tree that you want to climb. Yes, yes. And yeah, I mean, I'd want to bang Jamie Dornan because, you know, who wouldn't? You can Mm -hmm. see what he's capable of in those movies. And Enrique is, you know, he's supposed to, he was very sexy. I've looked up some recent pictures of him, and I don't think he's as hot anymore. So, seems like a nice dude, very talented. But yeah, I'm gonna have to to kill him. I, so I, you know, I don't really know. I've never seen the movies with Jamie, unfortunately. What's wrong with you? I haven't seen them either. Jesus, I guess that's what you know. Gay men don't like them, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then Dwayne. And she's really not my type. Um, and Enrique, you know, he's he's sweet. So I think I would, if I'm just looking physically at these people, I, I would say Jamie, I'm going to marry. Because I could definitely wake up to that every morning. No problem. Yes. And be like, you know, and he's a Taurus. So, like, he's going to be really good in bed. And he's going to be, you know, sweet and, you know, romantic. And, uh, you know want that and Enrique I would definitely bang <laughs> yeah I think I would bang him you're looking at pictures of them right now aren't you did you google like <laughs> their names with the word naked no <laughs> I don't believe you <laughs> no and Dwayne Johnson I feel like oh, I feel like he would crush me and I'd be laying there like get off I can't breathe like I know like I just now I mean I'm sure he's really really wonderful but I'm going to let the other gay men and the straight women keep him. So okay. I'm going to just let him be a ghost. Fair enough. Well, this has been so, so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Jameson. And thank, thank you. you, everybody here, for um, listening. And as we wrap up, we will tell you where we can, you know, uh, find each other on social media. So how about you? Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter as at Jameson Stern, which is J-A-M-I-S-O-N. S-T-E-R-N. Awesome. And make sure to check out the show, which is Oh, yes, sweet. please. So we are on uh, Amazon Video. We're called After Forever. And we're also on the Binge Network. And uh, we start shooting. They just announced we're shooting seasons two and three in the fall. And it's a beautiful... It's it's really good. It's, a, it's basically... I mean, it's a gay series about men in their 40s and 50s, which is sort of not really ever done. And um, kind of about how uh, the reason it's called After Forever, it's basically what, how you move on after the person that you're supposed to be with forever is no longer with you. And uh, what what, what I was just saying to one of my co-stars last night, which I think is so amazing because we were getting so much social media buzz and so many friends reaching out and all of these, all the girls that I went to high school with seem very moved by this series. A lot of women seem very moved by it, which we know it's not necessarily 
geared towards them, but you know, there's there's love, there's marriage, there's sickness, there's I don't know what it is. It, I, it, it's I feel like it's very cliche to say, well, I'm in this very universal show that happens to be about gay people, but I don't know. It, we, they just touched a nerve, and uh, people love it. Amazing. And, I you love know, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out soon. But follow me on Twitter and Instagram because that's, you know. Yes, to you know, see. It helps an actor out. Everything you're doing, which is a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you guys can follow me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, don't forget to follow Astro Kiki Radio at Astro Kiki Radio on Instagram. Yes, and shout out to our sponsor, Love by Luna. They have incredible crystal sets for Taurus and elixirs, so you should definitely check those out. You can do so on Instagram at Love by Luna and www.lovebyluna.co. My name is Kyle Thomas. You can follow me on Instagram at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. Thanks for everything, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astrology.